With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you're drinking a frozen beverage from McDonald's, your brain may not like how refreshingly cold it is. But the rest of your body, oh yes, it's going to relish every moment of it. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get all the chill you need for just $1.69. From any size frozen drink, like a frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry, to a new ice-cold lemonade. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> it would be a wolf's fun, eh? Hello everybody and welcome back to the Wolves Fancast YouTube channel for another episode of myself, Gully's Tactical Analysis on what is a rather grim uh, Wednesday evening. So apologies if you can hear any of the weather whacking against the window uh, behind me. But um, we have got some good news to share, it seems. The likely appointment of Hulen, Hulen, Hulen Lopetegui um, as new Wolves manager. It's been a while coming, third time is the charm and I'm personally grateful just on the basis that um, a good day's worth of research has not gone down the toilet and I can actually share with you a video that I was looking to do um, at the time that uh, Lopetegui turned us down for the second time, actually, uh, a few weeks ago. Um, now, he's obviously been a, a very long-term uh, target for Wolves, a Mendes client, and it's kind of a bit of a traditional appointment for, for the club at this moment in time. And uh, I'm just going to have a look specifically at his time at Sevilla, uh, where he was manager for three years. Um, unfortunately, his time came to an end uh, slightly earlier this season after what was a really bad start to uh, to the campaign. But he's been really, really held in high re- high regard by uh, the Sevilla fans. Won a Europa League, as we know, um, knocking Wolves out in the process uh, on the way to winning that title during that COVID-affected season. But um, it really was a successful time for the club, three consecutive fourth place finishes. And I'm going to start by just having a look at kind of the, the um, a bit of an overview of the data behind uh, some of his success and uh, what made his team uh, such, a, such a good severe side. Now, to begin with, we'll have a look here at the, uh, the kind of headline data. So number of points, um, you can see there, um, I've divided this by, um, by per season. So from 1920 through to last season, 21-22. And um, it's really impressive, kind of, the, the points tallies that he's racking up. Nothing below 70 there. 2021, from a league perspective, being kind of the, the peak of the Lopetegui era at Sevilla. And especially when you look at the XG figures, um, 
the highest total that they, they actually amounted uh, during his time there was during that second season and um, really kind of tracked against uh, their performance levels. So as you can see, slightly tailed off um, in the final season, despite um, obviously overperforming in actuality XG-wise. 43.5 is quite the drop-off from 2020-2021. And uh, a little-known former Wolves player there, Rafa Mir, featuring here highly in in the top scorers charts uh, during that season. But you can see the shape predominantly uh, over the course of those three seasons was a 4-3-3, flitting in in and out of a 4-2-3-1 in that final campaign. But I think there's parallels that you can draw with um, Nuno's team, uh, specifically at Wolves, in the sense that the first two seasons were really, really successful. Slight drop-off um, with a number of caveats to that in, in that third season. And and that kind of tends to be the cycle of a uh, of a top-level manager in, in football these days. And I'll come on to why things uh, really did drop off to begin to begin with uh, during the 22-23 campaign and why he ended up losing his job. Um, but first and foremost, I think you, you notice straight away that defensively his teams were solid, uh, less than a goal per game conceded in every single one of those seasons. So whilst we're really kind of looking for our attackers to, to kind of start punching back at the level that they should be, the first uh, thing that Lopetegui will bring is a defensive solidity. Now, we're not really being renowned for having a leaky defence, but at the same time, there's an edginess about the team. Transition to a back four, it shows that uh, Lopetegui will be able to build that solid foundation with a back four, having done so um, over the years at Sevilla. He was the beneficiary of some excellent talent individually, um, like Jules Koundé, uh, Diego Carlos, who's obviously moved on to the, uh, to Aston Villa recently as well. But at the same time, um, it shows his coaching credentials that he was able to to build a really solid team with a back four, which um, has been slightly alien to, to us as Wolves fans anyway. Um, moving on to some further detail. Um, if you look at some of the individual characteristics uh, of his side, heavy kind of involvement in terms of who, which players were, were, were really featuring highly for for Lapotega. I think it kind of gives you an indication of how his teams like to play. Um, in that first season, we'll all remember Eva Benega uh, kind of running the show in in that uh, Europa League quarterfinal against us, a real classy Argentinian midfielder. And um, that game in the Europa League final was actually his last at the club. But moving on from that, like Sir Juan Jordan, who's kind of a midfield all-rounder. Um, but interestingly, I think the fullbacks feature really heavily um, in, in touches per 90 and, and key passes, key passes being passes that lead to a shot at goal. Um, Jesus Navas has been transformed into a kind of flying fullback as opposed to the flying winger that you will remember him as at Manchester City. And Marcus Acuna is is, is the left-sided uh um, alternative. So he's the he's the he's the man um, kind of operating uh, on the opposite flank, and and you you'll notice I think with every Lopetegui team of the past, the fullbacks are a key feature. When he was at Porto, um, he had the kind of twin Brazilian uh, fullbacks in Danilo and Alexandro, who went on to have really good careers um, at, at bigger clubs across Europe. Um, they made their name uh, under Lopetegui at, at Porto. So goes to show that. You know, the likes of Nelson Semedo, the likes of Ryan Aitnor, he could be um he he could be looking to them to to have a much much more of an impact to, from an attacking sense. And I think you can all agree that we should be looking to get more out of them given the talent that they have. In terms of uh, 
players with the most shots at goal um, over over those seasons. Lucas Acampos scored the winner in that um, Europa League quarterfinal, as we know as well. But um, the other two very much central strikers, uh, Yusuf Enesiri and Rafa Mir. So I think um, we want to get more out of our strikers, obviously. Um, big issue for us, not a, not a single goal from a central forward in uh, in the, the season so far aside from Raul's uh, tapping uh, at the back post against Preston in the Carabao Cup this year. So hopefully you can you can drag a little bit more, but you'll you'll notice as well that the kind of profile of striker that Lopetegui likes to work with is that taller kind of all-round centre-forward, able to hold the ball up, but um, attack things in the penalty area as well. And um, the other thing that I wanted to pick up on was about tackles and interceptions. And you can see there the midfield is very active off the ball in trying to recover it. Um, so Fernando, uh, another former Manchester City player, was the, the main sitting midfielder for Lopetegui across across his tenure and, and Juan Jordan as well, featuring in that third season. So starting to kind of build up a little bit of a picture of the way his team like to play. Um, and if you have a look at the squad as a whole and how they performed in certain areas um, while he was at... at at the club against um, the rest of the teams in the Liga. Um, average possession, you can see, featured really, really highly in what is a very technical league, being the third best team, second best team, and then third best team across three seasons, shows that um, Lopetegui likes his teams to dominate the ball. He features technical players across the pitch. Um, I think you'll see um, when, I, when I come on to it in a minute that his forward line features technical players that aren't necessarily kind of out-and-out out wingers. They're midfielders who tend to get involved in the play a little bit more um, than, than kind of out-and-out out wingers would, would tend to um, coming inside a little bit with those fullbacks kind of operating in really high and wide positions and overlapping. Um, what you will notice there, though, which is kind of caveated by the fact that the team held a lot of possession is pressures per 90. They did feature lowly within the, um, within the entire kind of La Liga standing. So bottom uh, in 2021 and 2021-22 caveated, like I say, by the fact that they did tend to dominate the ball in most of their games, kind of well over 50% possession on average in most of their games, teams sitting back against them perhaps. But it just goes to show that if anybody expects us, expects us to start really kind of being a hot, becoming a high pressing team and, and, and recovering the ball, you know, in an instant, um, it's not going to be the way. But I also would like to suggest that it's not the way the squad is built uh, at the moment. Finally, um, shots per 90, again, looking good for the first two years, dropped off again in that in that third season. And that kind of tallies up with the the XG over performance that they, that they had as well. So middle of the road in terms of amount of shots, but they managed to score quite a few goals, probably from distance, um, something that Wolves fans were, were pretty used to as well. Um, but what I really like about the first, about the um, the seasons, uh, the, uh, well, the, the data across the three seasons, is that of average shot distance against the rest of the league, featuring really, really well. We're a bad team in terms of taking shots from bad positions, but um, at least in terms of close proximity to goal, uh, Lopetegui will prefer his team to kind of operate closer. So top of the league in 1920, dropped off a little bit again in 2021, but finishing third on in that regard um, in 21-22. Now, things obviously dropped off quite uh, dramatically for Lopetegui um, this year. Really, really kind of bad start to the season. 
not I wouldn't call it mutinous, but it, it seemed like his time had specifically come to an end. Now, if you look at kind of the top five players who who featured in terms of minutes played across his three years, you've got Jules Kunde, who sold to Barcelona in the summer, Diego Carlos, obviously, who's now injured at Aston Villa, uh, Yasin Bono, his goalkeeper, um, which maybe doesn't necessarily affect um, the way the team plays too much. Uh, Jesus Navas, who's now 36 years old, uh, you know, obviously in the twilight of his career, but continuing to feature on that in, in a right back position. And Lucas Acampos as well, who has been loaned out to Ajax. And when you think that, you know, the real core of his team has kind of been ripped away from it, um, much like, you know, the Wolves side, I guess, to an extent uh, this summer with uh, some really kind of real stalwart players kind of moved on from the club, you're expecting some kind of drop off is a bit of a transition year. The fact that they weren't replaced adequately is probably part of the problem, which is uncharacteristic of, of Monty, the director of football at Sevilla. But some real distinct kind of caveats as to why um, Lopetegui might not have been so successful at the start of this season. But I, I kind of encompass the, the the featured players of, of Lopetegui into an 11 that would have kind of characterised um, his tenure and um, if I just quickly share my screen with you um, I've got it up here in front of me so like I say a 4-3-3 um, featuring the likes of Navas at right back Acuna and Regulon uh, at left back Regulon who had uh, a big move to, to Spurs you know he, he's obviously developed players uh, to such an extent that they can uh, get some big moves off the back of it. Like I say, Jules Koundé now at Barcelona, Diego Carlos um, making a move to, to the Premier League. But you can see that his teams aren't necessarily um, going to kind of have out-and-out out wingers, you know, flying at, at defences. You can almost, I would say, kind of draw a, a line from down the centre of the pitch from the striker and look at the, the, the wide kind of positions in terms of the wider central midfielders, the wider forwards and the wider fullbacks operating in kind of relationships almost, creating those triangle triangles in, in, in wide areas and actually to get into advanced areas of the pitch and then getting the likes of Navas and Acuna into positions to create those key passes like I suggested earlier to um, create chances and shots at goal. So really, really important that our, our players kind of get in tune with that and start to understand, especially the likes of Samedo, very wasteful in, in forward areas, Aitnuri as well. You know, these guys are going to be important to the way that um, that uh, Lopetegui would like to play. The midfield is kind of built of all-rounders, I would suggest. You know, Rakitic probably the most technical of the three um, in there. Uh, Fernando very much destroy and Jordan kind of being... Um, a bit of an in-between kind of player. So I wouldn't expect us necessarily to reconfigure our midfield too much. Um, and if I was to kind of um, show what this team kind of looked like from a Wolves perspective, at least, uh, this is what I would suggest. And um, I've got an interesting kind of innovation. Well, perhaps not an innovation, but something that uh, I thought about when you think about the, the kind of players that we've got within our squad. You look at it, it doesn't look like it's a fat lot difference between what we're seeing at the moment. Um, but the one player I do think about and wonder what uh, Lopetegui would do with is Adama Traore, Spaniard, um, worked with him at an international level. Is there perhaps a, a kind of a reinvigoration of the Adama at right back or, or wing back uh, as he was previously role? Um, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's just a, a, 
a suggestion perhaps that maybe um, he's he, he's not likely to want uh, his wide forwards to just be stuck out on the wing. Like I said, he wants his fullbacks to be doing that work, and um, it, it kind of helps that that possession game if if the players inside are, are able to combine with the midfielders likes of Neto, Pedence, Guedes will will have that technical quality to really dominate the middle area of the pitch from a possession standpoint and um, you're looking at like I say those relationships from a wide area full back bombing on with Nunes, Aitnuri, Guedes creating those triangles overloads in wide spaces and then feeding a real kind of all-rounder of a set of, set of forward as well and I think the likes of Kaladzic can look to the success of a player like Luke de Jong, who did really well at Sevilla, got a move to, to Barcelona off the back of it again, but very much a, a quite a static uh, central striker, feeds off crosses, feeds off uh, delivery from wide areas, but scored a lot of goals for um, Sevilla as well. He's defending this area again, a bit more of an all-rounder. Um, and maybe there is a, a bit of a renaissance for Jimenez in the in the offing if he does get back to full fitness and, and start to play a bit more. What I will say, I think um, the likes of Matinho are likely to be lent upon quite a bit. Um, I wouldn't necessarily suggest, um, you know, we're going to see lots of young players coming through uh, from the academy. But I think Mateus Nunes ultimately is the, is the big kind of, project that uh that Lopetegui is going to need to get his teeth stuck into and hopefully um kind of bring the best out of him I mean we know he was the guy who gave Ruben Neves his debut maybe there's um a relationship there to, to build upon in terms of keeping him at the club but I think it's good news ultimately that we're actually um going and heading in the right direction he's a he's a reputable manager obviously worked with Spain worked with Real Madrid, worked with some of the biggest players on the planet. Um, he has that kudos and gravitas that uh, someone like, you know, Bruno Lage probably didn't have. He'll learn the respect of his uh, of his, um, of his his squad and his players and hopefully really kind of eke out the, the best form from them because they're lacking in such confidence. We know we have talented players and ultimately I think getting the starting point should be getting the most of what out of what we already got because there is a, a plenty to work with there. And hopefully then he will identify the kind of players that um, that can improve upon that. We know we need to start scoring more goals. Whether he sees that as an immediate need and he brings uh, people in in January, um, obviously will remain to be seen. And potentially we'll have a look at who we could bring in um, as options to to kind of bolster this squad in the, in the Lopetegui style. But it's um, finally... Finally, some good news on the managerial front as a Wolves fan. So looking forward to Hulen, Hulen Lopetegui uh, joining the club. And um, really the season starts after the World Cup break. But I'll speak to you all soon and uh, hopefully looking towards a positive result uh, to, to see out uh, the, the, the season prior to the World Cup against Brighton.